a perfect encapsulation of the season so far. Read by one Matthew Johnson. Eddie Vu Wong, soccer coach and friend of the podcast, said this about the loons. Same fucking shit all the fucking time. It's kind of getting old. However, seven years into this shit, shit hasn't fucking changed. It's disgusting. Hashtag and rant. Twin Cities, we are the Dave's You Know. This is the Dave's I Know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Welcome to episode 286 of the Dave's I Know podcast. Uh, we have the regular crew here. Uh, Jess, how are you doing? I am fantastic. We actually danced in dance class tonight. Wonderful. Wonderful. That's, I mean, that is kind of the point of dance class, right? To dance. It so. is. I'm sweaty. All right. MJ, how are you doing, bud? And no one puts Jess in the corner. <laughs> All right. <laughs> MJ, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well. It's been a kind of a crazy Monday, but I'm doing well. I I can understand that. Uh, we're just gonna jump right into. Uh, we normally we open with the loons, uh, but we're gonna open with a a bigger story. Uh, uh, it's a sad story, but also kind of an uplifting story. Um, if you are not on Twitter, uh, the twitter.com, you haven't probably seen uh, the the days I know account retweeted. I'm sure MJ did. Um, I tweeted from my personal account. The Minneapolis City. Uh, game day trailer was stolen overnight between or sometime between was it Wednesday and Saturday? Um, I guess they haven't officially determined when, but the game day ops showed up yesterday uh, on Sunday for a, a very important game uh, for the UPSL uh, Midwest West champions in a playoff match against Valor FC. We'll talk about that game uh, in the in the second half of the podcast, but they found the trailer gone, completely gone, not just like, oh, you know, broke it into, rifled around with, but just fucking gone. And uh, it really, it really sucks. A lot of us, we all, most of us found out, um, I mean, all of us found out really for the, for the first time uh, Sunday morning um, and, or sorry, Monday, Monday morning, not yeah, this morning, literally. And then uh, a GoFundMe was put together to help restore some of what was lost. However, um, there's lots of soccer history that was lost in that trailer um, MJ, you know, I'll, you're on you're on the Minneapolis City board. Um, maybe you can talk a little bit about um, kind of what was lost. If you haven't, if you don't follow Ann Kittens on Twitter, that is Sarah. Uh, she is the marketing slash merch like merch person slash just general overall guru of Minneapolis City. Um, works very close with Dan Hudeman, who kind of runs Minneapolis City. They are basically one doesn't report to the other. They're more or less a tag team in how they run that, uh, that organization. She had a really great thread on Twitter today about not just the, 
you know, talking not more, not necessarily about the, the money loss of, of what happened. It, they lost basically, according to them, about $15,000 worth of things that were in that trailer. But the, the memories and the soccer history and things like that, I would really encourage you to follow, like, to go check out that thread. It's and kittens, uh, A-N-D-K-I-T-T-E-N-S on Twitter. Um, but MJ, maybe you can talk a little bit more about it from the Minneapolis city side. When you're a do-it-yourself nonprofit lower league soccer club, you amass these things not before your first season, but over time. This team has been operating since 2016. This is seven seasons of, of acquired things to kind of help their game day run smoothly. You know, whether that's coat racks to hang merch on or tables or tents uh, to display things or to shelter people from the sun as they're selling the merch or selling tickets. Um, You know, maybe there was a cash box in there. Uh, Things like fan giveaways and uh, team banners and other things to label things Minneapolis City. So as people are coming into the event, they know uh, that they're coming into a Minneapolis City event. Literally, literally signs like where to go to the bathroom. Those yeah. were things like that. that yeah. lost. A bunch of things you kind of take for granted when you don't run a team or organization that hosts a lot of events about all this stuff when events get hosted, you know, stanchions and whatever. Like, you got to roll out these things, and that all stuff has to be stored somewhere. And we thank Augsburg, uh, obviously, for letting them keep the trailer there. They didn't, like, give them parking tickets for the trailer. Um, but, uh, yeah, all of that, uh, uh, about $15,000 worth of equipment was, was stolen, you know, and the, the trailer ain't cheap either. So, uh, yeah, I was thinking the trailer's in that 15,000 somewhere, but yeah, that, I mean, like, so, uh, it's just, you acquire this over time. Some of it may have nostalgic value as well. Like, oh, I remember when. You know, you know, Sarah might have remembered when she and Dan were looking online or like roaming around trying to find X, Y, or Z, and they found this at a good deal on Craigslist or whatever. And so, you know, this stuff, the memories of that stuff will last forever, but the the objects that help you remember those memories are gone. Yeah, I will also say like, so... Minneapolis City, in addition to being a um, a soccer team, a, a fun one of the funnest soccer teams in the country, as far as I'm concerned, um, and maybe one of the funniest. Uh, they're also a 51C nonprofit, right? So this is so if you are if you've ever done any work in nonprofits, as I have spent many years of my life working in nonprofits, um, you don't just you don't just get to uh, uh, lose something like. $15,000 worth of equipment and then just be like, okay, well, $15,000 is like, we just, if we, someone just cuts the check for $15,000, everything will be okay. Right. You have to go spend the time and the money going to buy the things and do the stuff like that. So um, this is a, this is a really just a terrible, terrible thing um, that's happened to Minneapolis city right at near the end of the year or two. Like this is like where this, is, you know, the time they're, they're in the playoffs for the UPSL. Their uh, USL League Two season is wrapping up. Um, they don't have much more time left to to raise money. So I'll, I'll just say the um, the team has started GoFundMe. Um, it was put out this morning, I believe, about t- ten hours ago or so. Um, 
it, their goal was raising $15,000. They've already exceeded that goal. So I, I will say one thing. Yeah, they're almost at $17,000 as of we are recording at almost nine o'clock on Monday night. Um, I will say if you are interested in supporting them, you should still go support the GoFundMe, right? They are a nonprofit. Everything you donate is tax deductible. Um, they need all the help they can get. Even in a good year, um, nonprofits always need more than they're budgeting for, right? They're always yeah. like they, nonprofits are hardly ever, unless you're like the United Way or some gigantic, ginormous nonprofit, every small nonprofit always budgets to raise a certain amount of money and very rarely do they ever hit that amount of money. So above and beyond just the fact that they, they now have this amazing amount of expenses in their, like in their ledger that they did not expect. Um, I'm guessing just with no information whatsoever that Minneapolis city could probably use more money. Generally um, they are not a professional club. They're not owned by a, a billionaire um, or all the also multiple millionaires. Uh, so you can definitely go to the GoFundMe and support it. Um, you can find that at uh, MPLS City SC on Twitter. I'm sure I've I've retweeted it several times. I've, I've put it on Facebook. I'm sure it's every single social media. We can get the I'll put the actual link into the um, show notes for this podcast as well as when I post this uh, on Tuesday morning. Um, or if you don't want to support the GoFundMe, if you don't want to do that because they've hit their goal, you can just go buy their merch. Right, like. This is a team that has lived off of selling their merch and they make really good merch. Um, I own several pieces of it. So um, they have really, they, they, uh, they just put out an amazing prize scarf where they donated uh, a good a portion of the proceeds uh, to uh, LGBTQ organizations. They have amazing shirts and jerseys and uh, you and know, you posters. name it posters, which just has we're raved about a couple podcasts ago. So yeah. even if you don't want to support, to give money to the GoFundMe, um, you can help support them by just donating or by buying some of their merch. Like if you don't want to just donate, you want to actually get something, just go buy, go buy, go buy a shirt, go buy. Um, I mean, literally, a they're poster. they're the poster. Their their uh, their jerseys are are known throughout the world. Literally, people will go uh, walking around in other countries, and someone will see a Minneapolis City shirt, and they'll be like, "Oh, Minneapolis City." Um, so they're you know this they're well known club. Definitely, please you know, support them as many, as many ways as you possibly can. I would say definitely go support the GoFundMe, um, but also um, hit them up on the merch too, if you, if you need that as well. So uh, MJ, yeah. Yes. MJ, anything else you want to hit on this? Yeah. (laughs) Or Jesse, you want to talk about the merch at all? Um, I got a sticker pack recently. It had like six or seven different stickers in it. Um, I feel like I got my money's worth. I just love city, love yeah. city. City will love you. Go ahead, MJ. You know, the, the outpouring of soccer Twitter to this event was amazing and emotional for me, for me to see happen live. Um, I, like to do deep dives on Twitter. So one of the things I did was just pull up all the quote tweets and just see who was quote tweeting and what they were saying about it. And yes, there were two obviously conservative people that know nothing about Minneapolis city, know nothing about soccer and weren't confusing it for the city of Minneapolis, but saying stupid shit like serves you right in Minneapolis. Ha ha ha. You defunded the police and, bullshit like that um to to be fair 
to be fair, I shouted down one of those assholes. So go, yeah. Zeller, go. There, there were there were two of those accounts that quote tweeted it that I had to sit through in the deep dive. But you know, of the uh, the many quote tweets, and there were hundreds. You know, they were all pretty much positive and just trying to help city out in whatever they way they could. One of the ways is with social media outreach. And yeah. this was amazing. Obviously, Minneapolis city people like Matt Van Scoten and Sarah Schreier and Dan Hudeman are going to retweet this on their personals. But former players like Abdullah Ba and current players um, from from the club are, are, are retweeting it. Outside of Minneapolis City, a lot of Twin City soccer groups, including the Aurora main account, the Aurora support group of Vontalit, Minnesota Wonderwall retweeted it, Dark Clouds, Red Loons, TNE all retweeted it, the Black Heart of St. Paul said something about this is a these this club does great things in the Twin Cities, please help them, or something like that. And and, and of course Hot Clouds, friend of the pod, Hot Clouds. Read something out. You look at the media. At the Dave's, the Dave's, I, the Dave's I know, both Twin Cities soccer groups and media. <laughs> That's another thing. We need to get some merch. We should have yes. a Dave's scarf or a Dave's kit or something that uh, we sell. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay. That's another ball of wax. But um, national Ooh. level media, uh, the the Cooligans, uh, a humorous uh, podcast. Can I say that? A humorous soccer podcast. Uh, yeah, those guys are good. It. Yeah, they're yeah. They've been to the Twin Cities. They, you know, uh, Pride Razor, uh, which does pride raising for all sorts of stuff. Uh, they mentioned that the citizens, our our supporter group, had done pride raisers with their group for years. Um, a marketing guy for Men in Blazers, an employee of NBC Soccer. Uh, locally, John Marthaler and Jeremy Rushing of Soda Soccer, Wes and Bruce of former 55-1 fame, or Dunord Soccer, and uh, Northern Lights, uh, and, and Bridget uh, retweeted it, uh, and obviously uh, local soccer sponsor, Nate Pence. So just lots of local people retweeted this, and then comes the really shocking thing of just the network of other lower league soccer clubs lower league soccer supporter groups that are in this network with Minneapolis city that have maybe had something like this happen before a tub of clothing stolen, something else stolen. They know how hard it is to recoup these costs. Uh, some surprise, like the Des Moines menace supporters, uh, DSM, they retweeted it. The uh, Tulsa athletic and their supporters group retweeted it. Surprisingly former league rivals, Peoria city in the USL league two and Duluth FC large like hater rivals from the NPSL days they both retweeted it um so it was just great to see the outpouring of love and outpouring of support for Minneapolis City and then I just want to share details of two tweets that that were really fun to read um one came from the Chattahooligans the from uh Chattanooga Tennessee their their soccer team the supporters we've been there it sucks Several folks from the Citizens and Catsians in Minneapolis donated to our GoFundMe a few years ago when our trailer was stolen. So let's show that kindness back in their time of need. Just Aww. like, you know, great memories, great like story about how we helped them and they wanted to help us. Uh, super, super cool. And then to end on a, on a much lighter note, uh, 
there was a lot of uh, MJ Anon esque, uh, not MJ Anon, but MJ Anon esque conspiracy theaters when when St. Louis City launched their logo, their color scheme, their font as being something very similar to, I believe, a Minneapolis City's Futures um, in their little Futures only league of the four teams named after the. You know, it looked very, very similar to one of their kits, one of their logos, their color schemes, same fucking font. And mm-hmm. so and so there was this hashtag, the thieves, the thieves of St. Louis. Well, one of the supporters groups took that to heart and they, they're now the the thieves STL. They, 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 they call themselves the thieves and they're in St. Louis and they thought that was cute. And so they tweeted out the, the ones that essentially created, quote, the thieves, unquote, moniker had their trailer stolen. If you can, please throw a few dollars their way and help them replace it. Um, so, uh, yeah, even the thieves are are angry at the thieves. Um, it was a nice lighthearted note to, to brighten my day. Um, but yeah, the there uh, there were many uh, retweets and quotes. And I apologize if you consider yourself a major player in lower league soccer and I mm-hmm. missed you. Um, I we're not a 45 minute uh, pod that oh, women we are a long pod but we don't I don't get 45 minutes to talk about city right so, so right now it's at almost 279 people or organizations have donated I, I will say um, I donated fifty dollars from uh, from the Daves I know to uh, well thank um, you David we are low. The, yeah uh, I'll just say Brandon by former former Minneapolis City player is one of the mm-hmm. people who donated um, I don't know if he tweeted anything out but he definitely is on the GoFundMe list. Um, the Bucket App Brigade is, is another local one that you forgot that you, you missed, MJ. But I just oh, noticed that damn they, it. no, Corey, no, I just, Corey and Eric. Yep, they they donated. Eric. So there, so, so a guy named Dustin, a guy named Dustin Hoffman donated. I'm really, I'm just hoping to believe it's that <laughs> Dustin Hoffman and not uh, you know, just a random Dustin Hoffman. But yeah, just it, it's <laughs> funny just to to scroll through the um scroll through the the list of people who've donated on the GoFundMe and you can see a lot of of support groups um and just a lot of people who care about soccer this went actually I'll just say last sort of thing about this this went beyond the sort of the local Minnesota soccer sphere of people um uh, I don't know if you if you guys are if anybody's familiar with you know the twins and baseball John Bonus um one half of a yeah. very successful podcast Gleeman and the Geek um, they've been, you know, they have thousands of, of, of followers and, and they, you know, have a Patreon that raises thousands of dollars every time they do a podcast. Uh, he, he tweeted it out to his, the, to the people that follow him. Um, this, so this went beyond, it went beyond the Minnesota soccer sphere into like the general soccer sphere. Yes. Which that makes sense. It happens. Like a lot of us have connections with lots of people around, you know, we, we, uh, I, I know Corey and myself, um, we're talking to people in ISC about it to try and get it retweeted. So obviously it's going into the general American soccer sphere, but it went out, it went beyond that into just the general Minnesota uh, sphere of, of people mm-hmm. and of people who are interested in sports and care about um, communities and things like that. So it just, it sucks that this happened. So like, yeah, that's the, the shitty point that we literally have to now replace, you know, all this stuff, a, a whole trailer, and then all the, the shit that they had in there that made game day work as well as it did. Because if you've been to a Minneapolis City game day, it runs pretty fucking smooth. And they had a yeah. lot of stuff in that trailer that made it happen. So they have to not only just replace all that, but like, um, but then also, you know, to, to the point I mentioned earlier about Sarah's tweets, um, just the emotional, like just the, the, you know, the, the, the taking, right. It's not even sort of like the money or replacing shit. It's like that you feel violated, right. That someone stole the stuff from you and, and stole history. 
um, that is like, I think one of the hardest parts to get over. So thank you to everybody who has supported this. Uh, please, again, as I mentioned, you can keep going to the GoFundMe. I'll, I'll, I'll post the link in our, um, in our show notes. I'll post it when I post the podcast here or link to the, the, the Minneapolis city tweet. Um, and if you don't want to do that, um, again, it's all hundred percent tax deductible. You can also go buy merch. And if you, if you just want some cool, cool shit to wear, cool shit to put on your wall, Minneapolis city has that as well. So please do support that. So MJ, I'll give you the last words or anything else that I missed or that we, that we want to make sure that people know about, about all this. No, I just, I'll just reiterate what David just said is like the GoFundMe is still live. You still can donate to it. Don't think that just because they met their goal that they're good now or that <laughs> like they have enough money. Just donate more money if you can. Like like if you haven't donated yet, you can still get on this. Say you were part of it, but also like help out a local soccer club. The other thing you can do if you want to donate but actually get something back for it is buy some merch. That will help the club. Every little bit helps. Stickers. Um, walk to the store, buy, buy some merch. Yep. And uh, we'll talk about Minneapolis City in a little bit. So you can go support them actually in person if you want. Um, they have a couple of more games coming up. So, all right, let's, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll actually discuss uh, Minnesota United and that uh, debacle of a match. So I think we need to take a quick, very quick break, replenish ourselves, and come back for the Haterade. We'll be right back. You won't me. All right, and we are back after that, uh, you know, said, but ultimately, hopefully, uplifting story. We have a, a really great story that ended depressingly. Real Salt Lake, or as just referred to him, Salt Lake to Minnesota <laughs> United to um, this happened late Saturday night. Uh, I watched this game while um, around the same time as the U.S. Uh, MN national team was playing um, and, you know, losing or tying Jamaica 1-1. Uh, that game started a little bit later, but this game started out really well. Well, I guess strike that, reverse it. This game started... <laughs> Uh, Reynoso started, he got his first start of the season, uh, with Song Jean on the left and Bongi on the right with Mender Garcia up top. And this game started out really well for Real Salt Lake. They were definitely on the front foot and really pushing the game into the, even, you know, into the 17th minute when there was a penalty called on DJ Taylor that was reversed after a very, very, very lengthy VAR. Bar conversation. Uh, the the referee had her ear, her had her finger to the, her ear for probably about a minute before she even went over to the VAR uh, screen, which is weirdly behind a goal at Real Salt Lake, not on the sideline. Um, I thought that was really fucking weird. Um, anyways, the call was ultimately reversed, uh, saying that there was no foul. Um, which instead of it being, I think everybody at I went to watch this game at the Blackheart. Everybody at the Blackheart thought, okay, well. It's a foul, but it started outside the box, and he took, you know, DJ Taylor had this dude wrapped up, basically, um, arms around his waist. We're like, okay, it's a foul. It started outside the box. Was the foul committed in the box or outside the box? I guess the VAR is going to say it's outside the box, so it's a it's a free kick. 
um, from outside the box. But ultimately, VAR said there was no foul. The referee was wrong in making that call, period. And therefore, it was a drop off for, for Minnesota United you know, and Clint Irwin. Was a woman. I, you know what? I'm, that's just yes, that's getting to MJ now ter- territory. Tori is a good referee. Uh, she, she got that call wrong, and here's why. When, when why? he had his, had his arms around him, and you're watching the replay, yes, he is slowing the player down. He is not pulling the player down. He's not grab. He maybe initially grabbed the jersey, but his hands were not pulling the player down to the pitch. the The guy went down. Uh, was it Hidalgo? I think it was, I think it was Hidalgo, Hidalgo. Yeah, Hidalgo is going down due to his own momentum and his own direction. I won't say clumsiness. He is being slowed in his progress going down and slowed from going forward by uh, DJ Taylor wrapping him up and then not releasing him right away. But that is not why he goes down. You you see him being able to control several steps upright after the release. So I claim the VAR ref got this right in that the, there was some shenanigans. The VAR ref was a man is what I'm saying. The shenan- and the ref the shenanigans the started outside the box. Let me finish. The shenanigans started outside the box. So it could have been called as a free kick outside the box. But ultimately... There is no fall here. DJ Taylor is absolved. All right. So MJ Anon is not in on this one, but Jess Anon is. And that's an interesting state of uh, affairs. Uh, all right. So that call is reversed. And uh, that, that kind of changes, changes the tide for Minnesota. Minnesota plays pretty well thereafter. Um, in the 27th minute, Loons get their first goal. Uh, this is from basically Reynoso doing a lot of work multiple times, uh, dancing around defenders. Uh, he puts a ball. For, well, first he has his ball deflected. He gets the ball back. He does some fancy footwork again, puts the ball back into the box. Dotson takes a shot, which is blocked by a defender. Or sorry, Reynoso takes a shot that is uh, blocked by Zach McMath, not controlled very well. Zach McMath probably should have done better on that, either punched it out or, or tried to get both hands on it. Uh, Dotson takes a shot that goes off a defender. And then um, gets the rebound, and then he roofs it in the back of the net. So it's a goal from Dotson. Uh, Reynoso does not technically get an assist on that one, but Emmanuel Reynoso is definitely the one who creates a lot of that goal um, and gives the Loons a, a, I guess at that point, and to this point, a, a very undeserved one nothing lead. But hey, man, um, as we had no, a, a, no, a gnome likes to say, goals change games. So. Um, MJ, do you or Jess, do you guys have any thoughts on this first goal from Dotson other than it was kind of a garbage goal? But you know what? Garbage goals change garbage games. It was so garbage. I liked seeing it from Dotson. We hadn't seen one from him, well, not a memorable one anyway, in a while. And yeah. um, over 400 days since his last goal, before his uh, injury, actually. So I feel like, yeah, Reynoso did all the work. But it was still, you know, a pretty and we and we were away and we scored first and we don't do shit like that. So I, I took it and I liked it. We're at high altitude. And one of the things about altitude is that Dotson, after he he shoots into McMath, McMath puts a leg down, does kind of like the half butterfly, if you're a hockey goalie, he puts one leg down, blocks the shot, 
And then Dotson knows, well, shouldn't go low a second time. Let's get underneath this. And he stretch gets his toe underneath the ball, goes high and scores. Um, so, you know, like altitude, I, it's <laughs> great. I, I don't know. I don't know what else I can say other than that. Dotson still had work to do, not just to get the ball on net, but then after it was saved to realize, to put it in a different trajectory. That might've been luck, but I think Dotson had the wherewithal to know that he should try to do something a little bit. Yeah. And great for him. His first goal of the season this is his first goal. Um, and I think over 400 days, uh, just right. He scored right before. He was injured, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he, he scored right before he got injured. And then, yeah, he hadn't scored uh, since he came back from the injury at the beginning of the season. So good for him. Uh, second goal. It comes uh, about 12 minutes later in the 39th minute. This goal was an absolute beauty. Uh, I, can't, I don't remember who um, released Song Vin Zhang, um, but he makes an amazing run to the end line to get the ball. MJ, who, who was it? DJ Taylor. DJ Taylor. All right, DJ Taylor. Has DJ a- Taylor. <laughs> and, and since I don't want to be like the ref crew was last Saturday, Jess, did you have anything more you want to say about that? All right. <laughs> She's laughing, so we're good. D- DJ Taylor releases Song Zhang with a, just a brilliant ball. Um, get over the top. Uh, he he runs it down. Um, end line. He has a perfect. I mean, a perfect chip across. Uh, across the goal, uh, nobody's marking Emmanuel Reynoso, who's on the back post, running completely unmarked, literally like no one within 20 yards of the dude, and he's able to just tap it in for his first goal of the season. It's the first assist uh, for Songbin, and it was he's just a beautiful goal. Home plate. Yeah, it was. He was very much... Reynoso was, most... was sliding into home plate. He wanted to make sure that all of his non-hands that could... We're, we're to get on that ball, you know, wherever that ball lands, he wants some body part, yeah. as long as it's not his hands, you know, to get on that ball and to have it go into the net. He was it, sliding it home. It would have been harder for him to fuck up that goal than it was for him to score that goal. That's how, <laughs> that's how easy that goal was for, for Emmanuel Reynoso. Um, so but we've seen him, we've seen players fuck up that goal. So, yeah, no, credit to Reynoso again, just like credit to Dotson, he scored the goal. But just like the first goal, you could say it was mostly Reynoso. The second goal was a lot had to do with the accuracy of it that pass from Song Bin Zhang, who gets his first assist in MLS. We've seen him get his first goal earlier this season. I would like to see many more Song Bin Zhang goals and assists, but you know. Yeah, it was beautiful. absolutely, be- absolutely beautiful. Um, if you haven't seen it, go watch, go watch the replay. Uh, and then the looms immediately go into a defensive shell. We'll get back to that <laughs> very, very shortly. Uh, second half kicks off. Um, uh, RSL makes, I think, Three sub, two subs for sure, maybe three subs in the second half. Uh, 48th minute, there is a goal from RSL, a rocket actually from Pablo Ruiz that is uh, disallowed by VAR. VAR steps in again. Um, and this Ruiz, is where I'm like, wait, man, I'm dreaming, right? Like, we yeah. can possibly get two VAR calls in our favor at an away game, right? Yeah. Like, this is going to end poorly. This is Don't. where I go. Don't worry, VAR, VAR will rear its ugly head again. Um, this goal was disallowed because Anderson Julio was in an offside position. Um, I mean, to MJ's point where he thinks the first VAR was defensible, I think actually this VAR is the one that's more defensible um, in that if Anderson Julio, Julio is just two yards forward, he's not in an offside position. Um, now, did he really screen Clint Irwin? I don't know. But man, I'm a goalie, and I've I've had to. I, you have players in front Call of you, and it's goalkeeper interference, and it's hard to see it sometimes. And so, if that dude is, but if that dude takes two big steps forward, 
Uh, he's not in an offside position. Even if he is screening the goalie, he's not in an offside position and the goal stands. So I, I feel I'm less concerned. I, I think the first one was a little shady in terms of going in Minnesota United's way. This one, I'm, I'm, I'm like, eh, like, so the first one, if I'm maybe I'm 75, 25, that went Minnesota United's way. This one, I'm like 75, 25, that went, uh, you know, that, all, or sorry, 75, 20, this was also 75, 50, more, more like 25, 75 minutes went Minnesota United's way, right? So it was Minnesota should have gotten this one more than they should have gotten the first one. Let's put it that way. Either way, uh, it is a goal that's disallowed. And then in the 57th minute, the uh, Mender- VAR ref is a dick. I think I, I think I, I don't know if I tweeted it out or if I put it in a Slack and so I was like, VAR, more like very awesome reviewer <laughs> in the Slack. Uh, but we, VAR giveth and uh, VAR taketh away, if you will. Uh, in the 57th minute, Mender Garcia is, uh, has a ball over the top. He's running it down and he's taken down in the box, um, top of the box. It's arguably whether he's in the box or not, but there is no VAR call. Um, referee blows the whistle because Garcia got hit in the head um, and they didn't even I, it did not even seem that they took a look at this one MJ did you catch this one what were your thoughts on this particular uh, VA, no VAR call is, is this the one on, on Reynoso no Garcia oh yeah sorry that one yeah so it's a, it's a Cobra Kai right he sweeped the leg or a slide tackle from behind it was Cobra Kai never die sweep the leg and it should have been reviewed. I don't know why it wasn't reviewed. He didn't get ball. All he got was Garcia's a- ankles. Yeah. And uh, and I thought in general Tory Pence called a really good game. Um, but yeah, that that kind of sticks out. Yes, I'm biased. I'm a Loons fan, but that sticks out as being egregious as something. Now, there's part of the MG and on parlor that is discussing whether this was VAR karma that after getting two calls for, but there is another aspect of MJ and on that is just deep diving into the fact that, you know, there are a lot of people in Utah that are used to like making their own rules and, and getting away with it. Um, I don't know what that's all about. They were talking about some dude named Joseph Smith or whatever like that, just making some shit up or whatever like that. But that's a whole nother ball of wax that we don't have time to get into. Thank God. Well, didn't uh, yeah, didn't some other guy murder Joseph Smith though to you know keep things you know on the up on the quote unquote up and up? <laughs> let's not let's down. let's not get into more Mormon politics on this podcast. Can we, let's can just we, keep can going. We discuss that at a latter day, David. Yes, we yes. Well, day? That's that is a Patreon podcast that if I ever heard one. So, uh, all right, sixty seventh minute, Cameron Dunbar comes on for Garcia in the seventy ninth minute. So this is basically, I mean, Minnesota has been in a a shell. They're getting shellacked by RSL in terms of shots and possession. Um, Cameron Dunbar comes on for Garcia. 79th minute, Danny Masovsky scores a goal from Pablo Ruiz. Uh, literally one minute later, uh, Minnesota brings on um, Coleman, Brent, Brent Coleman and Kervin Ariaga for Fang Benjong and uh, Hassani Dotson uh, to park the bus. If they, They'd already be parking the bus, but this is like double parking the bus. In the 90th minute, Makai Debasi comes on, gets his um, his uh, 2023 season debut for Emmanuel Reynoso. And this is what we call triple parking the bus because Minnesota had four central defenders on at this point of the match. And we get nine minutes of stoppage time. I will 
point out, um, people were very frustrated with nine minutes of stoppage time in this game. Um, I was also uh, thought that was aggressive for the number of minutes of stoppage time, considering there were only three minutes of stoppage time at the end of the first half when there was um, a long as far review that uh, clearly was more than three minutes. Um, it gives nine minutes. Part of this is because uh, within minutes of uh, Brent Coleman coming on to the pitch, he collides heads with Brent Coleman, or sorry, with um, with Michael Boxall, and they both spend about two and a half minutes, uh, if not more, on the pitch because Brent Coleman and Michael Boxall went up for the same ball and uh, did not realize that they were not playing on the same team and uh, hit each other's heads. So nine minutes of stoppage time, and of course it's Minnesota conceding in the 98th minute. Um, a goal from Justin Glad, uh, assisted by Diego Luna. I'm just going to read uh, from the Northland Soccer. Uh, I don't remember who wrote the, the, the Northland Soccer uh, recap of this game. It might have been Alan Van Wick, but either way, Northland Soccer uh, and Northland Soccer on Twitter, check them out. This is what they wrote. The goal began with a wonderfully accurate sweeping crossfield ball from an unmarked Hojeda to Diego Luna in the far channel. With six Minnesota defenders on the field, the ball cleared everyone, allowing Luna the time to settle a one touch back into the middle of the box for a wide open glad, who had simply drifted alone into space for the clean, decisive finish. And then they add uh, this quote from Adrian Heath, which I think sums up everything about watching Minnesota soccer. And I'll say, quote, when we put men at the, on at the end, Heath lamented after the game, we don't mark in the box. It's like there's are too many cooks in the kitchen. Everybody's thinking someone else is going to do something and not deal with the ball. Now, if that isn't a quote that just absolutely 100% defines Adrian Heath in a fucking nutshell, I don't know what is. I don't, I don't know if there is one other than Heath fucking out tomorrow, yesterday, <laughs> whenever. As I've I said on this spot before... And as I said recently on a, on a Twit thread, it would be one thing if this was only 2023 Boxall and Tapias. If this was just this year or just the last two years of seeing Boxall and Tapias not mark players. Um, this is seven years of Loons not marking players in the box. You know, this is seven years of different back lines, different center backs, different fullbacks, different defensive midfielders, not marking players in the box, you know? So he can throw the players under the, that park bus that he parked there. But like when it's this many players and this many years and this much of a pattern, whose fault is it? I, I saw some people in, in honestly, a couple of people in one of the slacks that I'm in, but also people on Twitter basically being like, well, Heath can't do the marking himself. Like he has to set up the tactics and like, if they can't do the job, then why is it his fault? And to which I'm like, he sets up the fucking tactics for them to do the job. I, I, I would wager. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I, I like, I'm a gambler. Um, I like to gamble, I, which is why I don't gamble at all. I don't actually waste, <laughs> yeah. spe spend any of my money. But, I mean, if I was a gambler, man, I would say, like, I would wager a lot of fucking money that um, Bakai Debasi, Brent Coleman, Michael Boxel, and Miguel Tapias were not on the same field together training in a four, in a, like, basically a seven 
what, a 7-2-1 uh, formation? There's no fucking way that those dudes were all on the same pitch together at any point in training this week, ever. Yeah. So it, it just it boggles my mind that the, this guy keeps – it just keeps passing the buck. And I'll just double down on that by saying um, uh, fucking Bob Bradley just got fired <laughs> from Toronto today. Uh, that dude is like – has as a – has one fucking MLS cup and he was let go by a team. Um, it just, I think it shows the complete lack of ambition that Minnesota, the Minnesota ownership has for this team and for Minnesota United and that they don't care. Uh, I mean, they, they care about the fan base generally, right? I, I think generally that this team cares about their fans, but if they truly, truly care, they would not keep putting their fans through this stuff every year and and again i'm 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 ready to mark my words here because this is when everybody everybody's down on heath and then now minnesota's going to go on a run but we have portland coming up we'll talk about portland in it very briefly in a little bit but you know we we always love playing portland at home so we'll go on a run we'll, we'll win five six games in a row everybody like oh he's in he's in it's the same fucking thing right and i just don't i don't think that anything will change i'm just gonna throw some stats out at you guys uh and then we can <laughs> We can we can just sort of like skip this, the rest of this fucking game because it's it was fuck it was frustrating. Uh, twenty seven shots to eight for uh, so RSL had twenty seven shots. We had eight uh, XG two point three two for RSL to two point oh nine. That sounds about right, right? They had way more. Yep. They should have won this game. Uh, they had five big chances to our three big chances. We allowed twenty two shots in the second half. Twenty two shots. In the second half, 20, we allowed 22 fucking shots in the second half. I don't understand how they think how, if you are Adrian Heath or, or any coach on this team that you think that that is going to be uh, a successful um, way to play this game. 70% possession for RSL. In fact, that actually went down from the first half because the first half they had 72% possession. So actually Minnesota had a little more possession in the second half than they did in the first half. RSL had 527 passes to Minnesota United's 196 passes. Um, they almost tripled us in passes. And then this quote uh, as well, I think this might've been from uh, the Soda Soccer recap of the game. Obviously it feels like a defeat at this moment in time. Uh, this is from uh, Adrian Heath. We took a point from a game. We should have taken three and that's disappointing. We have some work to do with certain people, buddy. I know the fucking person that we need to do some work with and uh, it's not people. It's a fucking person. So I'm, I don't have anything else to say. I, I refuse to say anything more about this game. Jess, MJ, I'll let you guys rant if you want, but otherwise we can move on. Nope. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Uh, we have one fuck this Wednesday. So guys get ready. One uh, fuck. Yeah, FC Kaiserslautern comes to Minnesota. They were actually in town this weekend. Uh, uh, they have one Terrence Boyd, former uh, U.S. Men's National League player, on their roster. Um, they've been playing some friendlies around the U.S. They were in town over the weekend. I think they watched the Minnesota United game uh, at uh, Malcolm Yards with the, with the T&E watch party folks. So they got a good preview of what to expect. Um, I expect a ton of the young players, a lot of the MNUSC2 guys will play. Um, hopefully um, Fred Emmings maybe gets a run run out. Maybe hopefully Alex Mir starts this game, but I'm guessing Eric Dick probably will. Um, but hopefully Alex Mir or Fred Emmings gets the second half to, to play in front of the Wonderwall. Um, hopefully we'll see a lot of the MNEOFC two players. 
as well as some, you know, some extended cameos for players that don't get runouts for this team. So uh, MJ or Jess, are there any particular players that you are, I hope to see play on Wednesday? Well, one, I'm going to be at the, one of the last Minneapolis city home games on Wednesday night. So I'm not going to see anything in, you know, at all field in this game, but yeah. Uh, uh, there's uh, a uh, Bosnian goalkeeper, Avdo Spahic, 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 yeah, probably Spahic. Avdo Spahic. Um, he probably won't get in the game, but in these weird friendly things, he might. You know. <laughs> so. I will say Kajerslautern is in the second division of the Bundesliga, the Bundesliga Spy. That's the same division as uh, FC St. Pauli. So we've seen this team play um, several times this year with the FC St. Pauli supporter group that I'm a part of. Um, they are not good, so we should win this game, uh, even with some of our... Um, if we have a, if we have any sort of starters in this game, I think it should be a fun game. I, I'm, I'm going to say this right now, and I'm probably going to regret it, but um, if you want to watch a more competitive game, you can go to the Concordia... Uh, the Seafoam Stadium at 6.15 p.m. <laughs> and, you can watch, and you can watch me play soccer. Uh, I am goalkeeping for my uh, 7v7 uh, City Sports Connect team um, at 6.15. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to uh, probably park my car at the Blackheart, walk over to, walk over to the Seafoam Stadium, play a soccer match, walk back over to the Blackheart, throw my gear in my bag, and then go to the Minnesota United game. So if you want to pregame, at an actual soccer match, you can pregame over at Concordia. Yeah, heckle me if you want. Honestly, I, I, I would appreciate it. Heckle the shit out of me uh, and then go back and then just sort of walk over to Allianz Field and watch uh, watch Minnesota United. So um, I encourage everybody to do that. Hopefully, uh, if, if my, my kids might show up for that game. So if my kids are there, if they're like two children that semi look like me, please keep your profanity to um, just um, fucks and shits and you know, try not to degrade my mother um, because my mother will probably also be there with my children. So, uh, but otherwise, go for it. Knock yourself out. So, and you can get really close to the pitch on there. So, please do. Listen, you son of a bitch. I want to know uh, what's the name of your team? Uh, Karma Chameleon. Karma Chameleon. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, we we'll, are. We'll cheer on Karma, Karma Chameleon. And you know what? Uh, heckle their goalkeeper. Yes, heckle the, heckle the goalkeeper, please. Uh, all right, MNUFC 2, they played, uh, they lost in a shootout to St. Louis City 2. Um, it was 0-0 draw, but they lost in the shootout 4-3. to uh, We won't talk about that. Other United news, Reynoso had his press conference uh, to talk a little bit about why he stayed in uh, Argentina versus coming to Minnesota back in January. We got a little more information. Um, don't want to dwell on it too much. He said that he was there because he was dealing with uh, some issues with his child, custody, and things like that, um, which I totally respect and understand. If you are, you don't want to necessarily leave the country if you're trying to deal with things with your kid. Um, it would have been nice if that would have been conveyed to people and stuff. But again, he's here. Um, you know, he's been he got relatively fit relatively quickly, so clearly it seemed like he was training and 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 wanted to be in Minnesota. So good on him. Um, and then he makes the team of the week. Team of the week bench for this past week. So uh you know he, he was involved like that. with both goals. Yep, he was he involved, involved with both with goals. Goal. Yep, both both goals. Um 
you know, he, he doesn't play defense, which we, we all know uh, his fitness is not 100% yet, but he, he played 89 minutes in this game. So um, good for him. And we're glad to have him back. And hopefully it sounds like the legal stuff that we had kind of that we were we had no idea about because no one had said anything about it is behind him. Um, seems like he has figured out his uh, family stuff, which is good. Uh, and he's ready to play for soccer for Minnesota. So that is all that matters to us as far as Minnesota soccer fans. All right, quickly, Gold Cup. Uh, Zarek Valentin's Puerto Rico lost their prelim match to Martinique. So he obviously came back to Minnesota United. He actually played in the game against uh, RSL. He played really well, actually. I think he, he, had, a, he had a really great match. I think he'll, he will continue to get some run out, especially with Kamar Lawrence uh, on Jamaica duty. Uh, speaking of Jamar, Kamar Lawrence, he came into the uh, 1-1 draw with the USA in the 65th minute. He got a yellow card, of course. Their next match is on Wednesday against Trinidad and Tobago at 6.30 p.m. And then they play again on Sunday, their final match uh, against St. Kitts and Nevis at 6 p.m. Uh, Honduras is Joseph Rosales. They lost 4 nothing. He started at left wing back for the Honduras, sort of in a, bat, in a 5-3-2. He went 90 minutes. They play Thursday, uh, the 29th, against Honduras at 6.45. And then their last match of the group is on Sunday against Haiti at 8 p.m. Uh, Trinidad and Tobago, Malik Jesse Khan, he was called up. Uh, he did not play in their 3-0 victory over St. Kitts and Nevis. Uh, they play again against Jamaica at 6.30 on Wednesday. And then Sunday, they have their final game against the USA in six, at 6 p.m. Uh, Trinidad and Tobago is currently top of that group with USA, Jamaica, and St. Kitts and Nevis. Uh, that should change pretty quickly, but um, good for them. And then Canada, uh, Dane Sinclair, his first match is actually not till Tuesday. Uh, today, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, Guadalupe uh, at 7 p.m. Then they play uh, versus Guatemala on Saturday at 8.30. And then their last match is against Cuba on Tuesday, July 4th. Happy America Day versus Cuba, uh, 5.30 p.m. So they play on Canada Day on Saturday and then the USA Day on the 4th. So anything I missed from the Loons, Jess or MJ? All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will talk Minneapolis City. (laughs) Yeah, Minneapolis City, Aurora, and then very quickly talk Portland. Get the fuck out of here. So we will be right back. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both. All right, and we are back. Let's talk Minneapolis City. We mentioned them at the top of the podcast. Uh, they have some games coming up. MJ, hit us with uh, hit us what's going on with Minneapolis City. As I said earlier in the pod, this Wednesday, I will not be at Minnesota United versus FC Kaiserslautern. Um, I will be at Minneapolis City versus the Thunder Bay Chill. And you should come out to Augsburg if you don't want to pregame at Murphy Square Park with the citizens and grill with us outdoors, you should go to Seafone Stadium and instead of pregaming with the citizens, just pregame and heckle Zeller. Um, we've already kind of discussed how that would work, but you should go do that. But then when you're done heckling Zeller, you know, go to Allianz if you must, but I would suggest just heading down 94 a, a, a few more miles and and catching 
at Augsburg. Yeah. Nelson Field. My yeah, so, City versus Thunder Big Show. So my game starts at six six fifteen. So you could heckle me for the first half, get in your car, and drive over to Augsburg and be there for the kickoff of the Minneapolis City Thunder Bay game by seven p.m. Guaranteed, because our <laughs> games are like twenty five minute halves. So there's another so another Yeah. So put this into your phone now. Um, they are working on a new date for their hosting FC Manitoba. You remember that that game was called off due to some air quality alert that was issued from fucking were, Manitoba. Like, Fuck Manitoba. And Fuck Thunder fire. Bay. Canadian, Canadian wildfires. I think they were from Quebec, but yeah. Two thumbs way yeah. down. My, my question is, is they came from Quebec. What did Manitoba do to prevent them from coming into Minnesota? Nothing. So anyway, uh, well, the big news, though, for Minneapolis City is the futures, right? And the futures we reported last week win the Midwest West regular season. They played in the conference semifinals this past Sunday where they played Laura. They were the first seed. Laura was the fourth seed. And so, uh, and the futures win 3 nothing. Uh, Corinne F.A., an Augsburg soccer player, local Washburn High School guy, uh, Camel 2. Uh, Camel 2, uh, he is involved with all three goals. He scores two and then sends one goal so hard that it bounces off the floor keeper and who I think was is uh, Mitch, forget his last name, former city keeper. But yeah, he kicks the, the ball so hard it go, bounces off of Mitch and goes into Carter Hermanson who scores another goal. So Carter Hermanson has the most goals for futures this year, so it's not surprising as their striker as a striker who can score goals um, that he uh, is the one delivering that. But yeah, great yeah. just to see Camel to be involved with all three goals. This means that the conference finals, uh, St. Croix soccer club, not legends, St. Croix soccer club, their, their UPSL team will beat superior city and Stillwater also on Sunday evening. So those two teams, another city futures versus St. Croix team, one versus two, will come up this weekend. It was originally scheduled by the UPSL website, which is ripe with misinformation, but like as if for a placeholder on Saturday, July 1st at 5 a.m. We all know, everyone on this pod right now, the three of us, and anyone listening to this pod knows for damn sure that that game will not happen this Saturday at 5 a.m. It'll be at some other time. I hope it's Sunday and not Saturday because, um, as we will allude to, there's enough soccer shit going on in the Twin Cities this Saturday. Yeah. Are you are you trying to imply that the UPSL website is fake news, MJ? Um, I'm just saying it's one of the things that is wrong on the Internet. <laughs> uh, um, all right. And I... often that is my Twitter account. But to my in fairness to me, I issue corrections on my Twitter account. You can go to hashtag MJ wrong on the internet and, and <laughs> I, see the times that I've called I, about. I, I will say I was uh, I was at the first half of this game uh, and I saw that that first camel two go and it was a brilliant free kick um, that cleared the wall like that, that he just hit he basically hit it around the wall it was it was absolutely beautiful so um, good on him um, 
good on him to be involved in all the goals and, and good on the Karen FA for, for, you know, identifying a, a really awesome player. So hopefully you're right, MJ. Hopefully they are playing on Sunday and not Saturday. Um, but we shall see. And we'll update you. I'm sure if you follow MJ on Twitter um, or follow the Minneapolis City Futures, they'll have the, the correct time and place when it is announced. So, uh, all right, moving along, Minnesota Aurora. They played a couple games this week and secured their second ever playoff berth. Playoff, uh, playoff, playoff berth um, with a 8-1 drubbing of uh, uh, Racine in Racine and then a 2-0 win against Bavarians. Uh, I was at, um, I watched a little bit of this, uh, match on Wednesday, uh, before I played my own soccer game on Wednesday, um, uh, Racine scored first, uh, and again, kind of against the run of play. And then Aurora, um, reeled off eight straight goals. And then on Saturday, there was no stream because it's Milwaukee and they don't have internet in Milwaukee, apparently for some reason, um, they have beer, but no internet. Um, so go figure, um, a two nothing win. Clinches the Heartland Division for Aurora, um, a second consecutive playoff appearance. They are the the I can't remember the one of the other undefeated teams lost uh, or dropped points over the weekend. So Minnesota Aurora, assuming they finish out their season with two more wins, will should be one of the seeded teams for the playoffs and and in a really good position to host as many of the playoff games as they possibly can. I believe Tampa Bay is the only other team. One of the, a Tampa team is the only, only other teams that does not have a loss at this point. Um, MJ, we don't need to go through all 10 goals for, for Aurora. Um, is there anything you want to specifically highlight from either of these two games um, about Minnesota Aurora uh, before we talk a little uh, bit about was, coming matches this weekend? Well, this is the Milwaukee two-step. It was nice that uh, it was conveniently close together for those two games. They Hopefully they just took one bus trip to Milwaukee. Uh, Zeller, I'm going to throw shade on your comment about no internet in Milwaukee. Obviously, Racine, Kenosha was able to provide uh, internet. It just northern Milwaukee up in Glendale, uh, they obviously didn't have internet. So, um, <laughs> uh, the the in the second game against the Bavarians that we couldn't see, uh, my Hansen gets a brace that might leapfrog her ahead of Hannah Adler for the most goals for Aurora this season. But she gets a brace, a, a penalty kick, and a goal from the run of play. Uh, she's been amazing this season. They next play this Thursday, I think some weird time at 5 or 7. Or I think it's 8, 6, some... 6, 6 p.m. Yeah, 6 p.m., not the usual 7. So, yeah, yeah. they play it at 6 p.m. this Thursday against Green Bay Glory. Uh, come to Blackheart, cheer them on, uh, see Aurora play in a baseball stadium like New York City FC do all the fucking time. And uh, Green, Green Bay should have a stream. So if you're not able to make it to the Blackheart, um, they actually, you probably should be able to get a stream. And I'm sure Aurora, if you follow the Aurora Twitter account or Revangelit on, on Twitter, they'll they'll tweet it out. But yeah, if you can make it to Blackheart, they are fun games to, to go to Blackheart and uh, and watch. Um, I've watch not games with other finished, fans. I have not finished my two-game Milwaukee uh, recap yet. But when I do, you should check that out because I will include some moments that you can probably go find out on uh, the the twits right now. But you should just wait to get my article because I'll just have everything right there for you. But there was some some fun in between Milwaukee game moments for Aurora, and then they have 
some of the Aurora players that were on the bench in pennies, they were doing Ravonkovich chants. That's um, very cool. Yeah. Players. So like yeah. some really nice uh, road trip moments for Aurora. Um, catch my upcoming article at Soda Soccer. Cool. Yay. And then uh, their last game of the season, or last game of the regular season, sorry, is against Chicago City on Saturday, July 1st uh, at 4 p.m. Um, that is a game that the entire Zellberg crew will be at. So if you can get to that game, there uh, there might be some tickets available. Uh, I know I had to buy, I bought a ticket for Ragnar. I probably could have snuck him in because he does not look like he's uh, over three years old in terms of height and size and everything, but he is. So I bought him a ticket. Um, we're bringing uh, both Ragnar and Clara on the bus from the Blackheart. So um, we're going to go to that game. 4 p.m. is the last regular season league game. Um, and then obviously we'll talk about the playoffs after that. But yeah, MJ. Didn't they, didn't Wes or Blackheart get a second bus or a bigger bus or something like that? So they, we have more. I'm not sure if that bus. is confirmed confirmed yet there the first the bus had sold out um i think people they had said if you're in if you're interested in a bus let them know so there might be a second bus i'm not 100 sure on that um other way anyways it's it's gonna be a fun time um if you want to hang out with me and my my two you want to watch my two toddlers um please by all means let me know i'll be in the i'll be in the uh section 121 you can take my kids and run around with them if you want um give me time to watch actual soccer instead of chasing my children around um, or you can just, you know, hang out with me too. That, that's fine too. Um, so that'll be at 4 PM, uh, kickoff for that one. And then obviously we'll, we'll be talking about the upcoming match. Uh, cause there's a, basically, it's basically a, uh, a 35 E double header is what I would like to call it. Chicago city uh, against Aurora on at 4 PM. And then at 7 30 PM, Minnesota hosts, uh, Portland Timbers. Now I know that MLS tries to create a rivalry with sporting Kansas city and Minnesota. And, and, you know, we, everybody calls it the nicest rivalry in sports. I honestly like hands down think our truest rival in MLS right now is the Portland Timbers. Um, mm-hmm. It might be Montreal just based on that from history, but in terms of our uh, recent history, and this is I'm talking Montreal and like sort of general, like Minnesota soccer um, pre, you know, post NASL pre MLS um, we had some really fun matches with Montreal in terms of like our MLS history. Portland Timbers, we, we that was the first game of our we played ever against them. Um, was an away match to Portland. Um, we've had their number, especially at home recently, and I think Portland might be the uh, the team that I like. I like to beat the most. I mean, I've obviously I like beating Kansas City and Peter Vermees and wiping that smug um, smirk off his stupid smirky face. Um, but Portland, MJ, Jess. Who we got on Portland that we're interested in paying attention to other than well, uh, my, my true love, the one true coach of Minnesota United, Gio Savarisi, um, yes, who should have been our um, fucking coach, but Jess, um, take us, take us away. Who, do you, who we got? I could have had a crush on him and I wouldn't have been so obsessed with hair. You guys, it would have been a whole different game. Anyway, um, I, Love beating Portland. I especially love beating Portland ever since um, I went to that playoff game in Portland where we lost. And it was bad times and bad seating. Uh, I am most excited for this match this weekend because 
my little brother of Portland playoff game fame. Maybe one or two listeners have actually met the man. Um, <laughs> he's coming to the game with me. And I'm really excited. And I'm really excited. And I really think we've got a good shot at winning because they just can't. They're coming off a, a tie. We're coming off a tie. But we're coming off a tie. We should have won. And I don't know if they should have won. <laughs> yeah. MJ, we got uh, the Paraguay guy, Christian Paredes. Uh, he likes to try to do too much, but he's he's good with the ball. Uh, Jimmy Chara and Diego Chara, they're troublemakers. They like to stir up trouble. Um, I, I think Jimmy Chara is out. Uh, he might be back, but he's been injured recently. So hopefully, uh, hopefully yeah. he's out. So, so maybe we only have one Chara brother to deal with. <laughs> That'd be good. That's, that's Diego. And to, let's be honest, Diego Chara is a handful en- enough. Uh, speaking of handfuls, uh, two attacking players. Uh, the Brazilian Evander, and then uh, the Cote d'Ivoire player, Frank Boley. Um, they are the, the two forwards, or sometimes they play in the 10 and 9 spots. Sometimes they play. But, uh, yeah, they like to score goals. We should watch out for them. Espria, um, too, is... Yeah, that, yeah, Dairon Espria is, is definitely a thorn in Minnesota's side regularly, so... Um, one player we should not overlook is once a loon, Woodbury, Minnesota's own Eric Miller. Yeah, he fucking plays for I forgot that he is still playing in the league. So, um, good for Eric Miller, man. That's awesome. Good for him. Uh, um, will he get time at to play at Allianz Field? I don't know. He'll probably have some family in the stands. Yeah, you assume so. Uh, yeah, there's a, a Portland's one of those weird teams there. They started off the season really poorly and they have actually been uh, getting better. Where, you know, whereas Minnesota started the season really pretty well. And then they've been getting progressively and progressively worse. Uh, I think they're currently uh, Portland's currently in ninth place in the, in the Western conference where Minnesota is in 12th place um, four point or sorry, Moreland's in 10th place. Not sorry, not ninth place, but uh, only one point ahead of Minnesota. Um, so They've obviously played a couple more games than us, but still, it's it's an interesting, interesting time for both of these teams. Uh, yeah, I, again, I just Minnesota seems to have Portland's number, especially at Allianz Field. However, I mean, honestly, we've uh, we've seen Minnesota at Allianz Field this year, and they've been not great. So, what do we think the result of this game is, um, Jess? I think. You probably are the most positive about about this one for us. So lay it on us. What do you got? Yeah, I I think we beat them two to one. I that I was just glancing over their last few matches and they're very low scoring. We just had a fairly, I mean, two for a loons match, I feel like is high scoring for us. Bad <laughs> as that is. I think um, we can get their number. Okay. All right. And then how many uh, drinks? So, MJ, this is between me and you. What's that the over-under on drinks that Jess has the black hearts between the pre- (laughs) and (laughs) post-match? I think the over-under is seven and a half. Would you go on the over on that one or the under? 
<laughs> I'm taking the under. You're taking the under. Under seven and a half drinks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll bang I, the over. I, 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 I would have put the over. I would have put the over under at, at at five and a half. So okay. that's why I'm taking under. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. All right. <laughs> Very good. Uh, all right, MJ. Who you got winning this game? Um, under five and a half drinks for, or under seven and a half drinks for just at the black art during the match and the pre and post match. And then who do you have winning this game? I just want to say on the drinks at black art thing, if you see Jess at the, at the black art, you should buy her a drink one because she's awesome. Yes. And then two, because she has to put up with David and me every week. So (laughs) I, I just, we, we want her to be happy. We want her to stay on this pod. Um, so please give Jess a thank you for being on this pod and making this pod so much better uh, by buying her a drink. Now, if, if you if you drinks- if you need to if you need to find her, just look for the the loud redhead, um, or you can just yeah. yell at Jessica one four four zero eight three nine or two, and she will just pop up. I think like um uh like a you know whatever a golem like she'll just magically appear for for anybody. So. <laughs> I believe those sorry, are the magic word. Yes. Well, getting away from the drink numbers and into the goal numbers, <laughs> I just want to say that last week I tried to change Minnesota United's fortune by being the negative Nathan and saying they would lose three to one. And then the podcast god said, Yeah, we'll give you a more positive result, but it was a draw. And it was a sucky draw at that. So Listen, podcast gods, you're not going to fool me again. This time I'm going to be a negative Nathan and say it's a 2-2 draw. And so if you want to improve, if you want to improve the result of Minnesota United, instead of it being a 2-2 draw, you got to make it a fucking win. All right, fair enough. Um, I think I also, I think I said a 3-1 loss or something like that last week. Um, And I'm just going to double down on that. Uh, 3-1 Portland victory in minnesota um heath out baby hit me so hard Heath fucking out um and then uh yes please buy jess has your brother ever seen a drag show um i don't know he's going to now he's he's going to on uh he's going to on saturday this that's so honestly jess this is my this is my favorite thing to do to bring people who have never seen a drag show before is take him to a Minnesota soccer game. And then you just, you bring him back to the bar, you get him a beer and you're just like, Hey man, we're hanging out. And then fuck bam. Yes, exactly. Like fucking drag is happening. And nine, like 99% of the time people are like, Oh fuck, this is awesome. Make it 1% awesome. of people who are like, get really like, no one's like, Oh, and they get really, it gets really punchy. But sometimes people are like, eh, this is a little weird. It's not kind of what I signed up for. But 99, 99% of the time, people are like, fuck, man, this is amazing. Like, like why aren't there more bars? Show. Yeah, why aren't there more bars that have soccer? You have soccer beforehand, and then you watch a drag show afterwards. So um, I definitely highly encourage that. My, uh, I'm bringing my, uh, my best friend from uh, college. He is coming to a game. Um, his wife is taking the kids uh, to Wisconsin for the weekend. So this is her Father's Day present to... Uh, to him was basically take the kids and so yeah so i think uh i think i'm gonna stick around and and hit the drag show with him as well so i need to go get some ones uh to make sure get some cash so i can have some ones for the drag show so all right uh so hopefully yes they also yes that's true 
Uh, all right. Finally, let's wrap it up with some world soccer. Uh, it was, I don't know if it was officially announced. It was been, it's been leaked at least a couple of different places. Uh, the U.S. men's national team is coming to back to Allianz Field, this time not in the freezing cold of February, um, but to play a friendly against Oman in, uh, in St. Paul against, uh, in September. Uh, that's, it, it is a weird window where pretty much every other nation uh, is playing in a competitive match. Um, so U.S. is playing Uzbekistan, I believe, in St. Louis. And then Oman um, in September as well, that window. Um, hopefully this uh, preludes a U.S. women's victory tour um, after they win the World Cup in uh, Australia and New Zealand. And hopefully we get a, a victory match maybe in October at Allianz Field. Um, but it's, it's all, whether it's a friendly or a Gold Cup match or whatever, it's always fun to watch um, your national team play in a soccer stadium that was built literally about, you know, um, less than a mile from where you grew up, like, not many people can say that, so it's pretty cool. So as, as much as the opponent is, you know, way down in the rankings, it's probably going to be a glorified, it's going to be a very glorified friendly with probably a lot of MLS players. It's still pretty fun. I'm, I'm definitely probably going to go. Um, definitely probably. I'm definitely going to go. Definitely probably, uh, <laughs> MJ, it. MJ, uh, some Asia Cup, uh, US-17 Asian Cup action. What's going on? Yeah, well, in the yeah, MJ likes to talk about the, the young Asian boys. <laughs> I do like talking about young Asian boys, as long as it's not my childhood. Um, okay, so uh, the U-17 Asian Cup is in Thailand, and South Korea played heartbreakers, as South Koreans like to do, and they beat the host, Thailand, 4-1 to one in the quarterfinals. So they move on to the semifinals, where... They will play Uzbekistan. So speak, uh, speak, speak of the devil. Yeah. So uh so yeah, uh again, this is the young young kids. So like Sang Bin Jong is also too old for this group. Um, but yeah, South Korea will play Uzbekistan in one semifinal and Iran versus Japan in the other. And so we will see if we have uh, a two Central Asian teams or two East Asian teams or or maybe one of one of each. Uh, I'm predicting a South Korea Japan final, and I then will predict a Japan win. But uh, yeah, June 29th, and uh, the final is July 2nd. I have no idea how you can watch this, but if watching young Asian boys is your thing, you should find a way to watch it. <laughs> All right. Um, if you like watching young European boys, uh, the U21 uh, last round, last uh, match day of the group stage uh, starts tomorrow, uh, today, when you're listening to this podcast, um, uh, on Paramount Plus, as a matter of fact. So if you want to watch those young, uh, young European boys, Jess, looking at you, MJ, maybe looking at you, wink, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> all right please rate review the podcast wherever you get it uh patreon.com slash names i know uh if we do things like hey support minneapolis city there GoFundMe. um if you want to find that uh, if you're just listening to the podcast you don't actually want to go on any of the social medias go to at mpls city sc on twitter um there's a i'm sure it's plastered all over the place i uh, said so, or you can check out either the dave's i know twitter handle um or mine texas zeller I'm sure MJ Matsui uh, retweeted it as well. Uh, Jess at Jessica144083. Niner. Niner.
too. And don't forget, come watch me play soccer at Concordia on Wednesday at 6.15. And then come watch Minneapolis City play at Augsburg and buy some merch from them. And buy merch from Minneapolis City. <laughs> we have been the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. As you do yours, land here, become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. do our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. Uh, we, we do our thing, son.